Amen. It's great to be here. It's an honor to be here, especially when pastor comes and asks you to come. Um, I tell you what, it's an honor to me, but all glory be to God. I grew up in India and uh, came to the United States a few years ago and met a beautiful woman in Seattle. <laughs> That's the only reason I came to America. <laughs> no. Um, and we've been married now for 20, 24 years. And she is from Wyoming. That's how my father-in-law calls it. He's a 6'2", 250-pound, you know, 30 below zero with an overall guy who thinks I'm a wimp. And he tells me, anybody who, who, who lives east of Mississippi River is a foreigner. He's a redneck. Anyway... <laughs> And uh, I tell him, I live way west of Mississippi River. Way west. We don't mess with east. Anyway, <laughs> it's great to be here. I live in Colorado Springs for the last uh, few months. And uh, I, am, I grew up in a city of 11 million people. In a 10-mile by 10-mile, 100-square-mile uh, city. Okay, that's, that's a little... Bigger than Kansas City, isn't it? Maybe smaller. I don't know how many exits Kansas City has. But uh, growing up there, I, 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 I was never used to the customs of Wyoming, where they take the guns and shoot. In fact, um, I, I remember I was driving down. My, my father-in-law tells me, I have two children, by the way. Uh, my daughter is 20 years old. She goes to Notre Dame. And my son is, go Irish, huh? No, <laughs> uh, my son is uh, 16. He, he is in Colorado Springs. He goes to school. And um, I took my son fishing. I never went fishing. I never used guns in my, all my life. Now I'm supposed to be like my father-in-law in America and take my son fishing. I don't own a pickup. And so I was... <laughs> I, I still remember several, I mean, when I first got married, my father-in-law comes and says, you know what, you need, we need to go to rodeo. And he said, you can't wear clothes like this, you have to wear jeans, you have to wear this. and that. So I, I kind of went with all the cowboy's outfit that I could, except I didn't wear this buckle that's the size of an Volkswagen. You know, but uh, I went there and I, I'm acting, I'm trying to be like a cowboy. A guy who belongs in Guantanamo Bay is acting like cowboy. But <laughs> the profile, I should say. Um, in fact, in, I, I'll come back to the story again. But I was walking in this big complex. They're going all this rodeo and stuff. I walk with my wife as if I know what I was doing. And I, there's a crowd, all the cowboys with cowboys. Have you guys ever been to rodeo? Am I talking something that you guys know what's going on? Okay, good. Thank you. Um, I just don't want to keep talking if, you don't, if you're not with me. But I walk there and I look at my wife and I ask, what is that smell? Everybody looks to me. It looked to me like the whole crowd is looking at me. You idiot. Are you new to this? You know, I'm dressed like a cowboy, but I was exposed. <laughs> I did the same thing with a gun. The men's ministry had a gun festival in Wyoming. <laughs> I don't know whether they do it in Missouri or not. I don't know why they have gun festival. But anyway, they gave me a gun and said, you're going to shoot clay pigeon. 
I said, what is that? I have no idea. Well, it's going to fly. You'll watch. You shoot. They gave me 50 bullets. I missed every one of them. Every one of them. So the district superintendent gives me the gun as a gift and called me. We're going to start a club called the Friends of the Clay Pigeon Club. And Manny is the president of the guns. Gave me a gun and gave me two bullets. I put my bullets in my briefcase. I left the gun in my sister-in-law's house. And I'm taking a plane to Los Angeles. Yeah, that's why I talked about Guantanamo Bay. Anyway, but <laughs> I'm glad to be here this morning. <laughs> glad to be here. I took my son fishing. That's where I went. And I live in Colorado. I should be able to find water in Colorado where there are some fish, I guess. They never come up when I'm fishing. That's the truth. And I drive about eight hours, get lost. I don't have a GPS. I don't have a map to dirt roads. I mean, one of the greatest things in America is interstate highway. That's the, I mean, maybe there are other greatest things. But to me, <laughs> growing up in India, coming to America, you see the road system. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful road system. But the, but the only problem is God always gets off-road, doesn't he, in our lives. <laughs> there are a lot of bumps. And, so I did that with my son and I went and we got lost after eight hours we come back we fished for a half an hour in a little stream and I said I shouldn't be traveling eight hours to get to this little water I can go to Safeway and buy fish and eat but <coughs> I come back my son is all excited and uh, we went to a diner and uh, I ordered for food we were so hungry I said uh, you know what to the waitress I said we're not looking for quality we're looking for quantity so bring me the best quantity food. And do you have a quantity? We are not looking for quality. And she said, you know what? You've come to the right place. But <laughs> I, my appetite was not there. It was gone. But I, I remember I was going to the rodeo. And then I was going. I was trying. I'm trying to be like an American in Wyoming. I pastored there. <laughs> in Wyoming for six years, and I was also the district youth director for Wyoming. Later on, I acclimated to Wyoming, and uh, I remember going hunting. And uh, going hunting, I'm walking miles with one of my members, and they're asking me to go hunting with them. I said, man, I don't like fishing. Now I'm going hunting. And we're walking three miles into the snow and wood in Wyoming. They're all mountains. And it's called Elk Mountain. I didn't think it was fun, by the way. If you guys are hunters, I take my hats off. But I, I went there, and I, we walk and walk, and my, one of my members said, we're tracking. I said, what are we tracking? Shut up, pastor. You know, <laughs> don't make noise. We're tracking. We're going one mile, two miles. We're tracking. Tracking. They're excited. I didn't get any excitement about tracking anything. And we finally come there. We're still tracking. We don't know where that's at and what we are tracking. We are, all I know is we're tracking. And a couple guys came with this orange jumpsuit. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I don't know. They came out of the prison or something, but they had a gun with them. And they said, you guys are tracking, aren't you? And uh, my guy said, yeah. But you know what? There's something bigger that's tracking you. I'm saying, what is that? 
Oh, there's a mountain lion. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I've never seen a mountain lion. I've seen lions in Africa. I've seen lions in India, but I've never seen lions. Pastor, shut up. <laughs> I told him eventually, I said, you know what? I can run faster than you guys. I was exposed. Jesus was walking down the street in Samaria by a well. And there was a woman trying to fixing herself to get some water. And Jesus stopped by her and he said, you know what, I want to talk to you. <laughs> by the way, Jesus is in the business of exposing people. <laughs> Whoops. It's easy to be exposed when I'm not, I'm not a cowboy or a gun shooter or whatever it is. Jesus walks by and says, you know, lady, you know what? You have some problems. I know in Missouri, we people don't have problems. So we're not talking about us. Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> in fact, last night I was exposed, going with your pastor for supper. I didn't know what to order in a barbecue place. <laughs> he said, Kansas City is the place for barbecue. He said, take me to that place. I said, so he took me there. He ordered the best barbecue plate. And I ordered the best barbecue plate, I thought, finally, until he asked me, is that beef rib has a lot of fat in it? And then he says, that's why I order pork. <laughs> exposed. Jesus exposed. The point there was simply this. As we were worshiping, the thing was going in my mind. As Jeff was leading, I was thinking, Lord, help me. To touch the people's heart. The point is, Jesus was trying to establish worship as the central theme of people's lives. And that's what we are trying to do in Madagascar. In my, I, I, I've been in Madagascar for the last 15 years. When I first went there, there were about 40 churches. Today, we have more than 1,000 churches. It's because of partnership from churches here. We are in the business of converting people from, you know what? Everybody is a worshiper, by the way. There's no exception on that. Everybody is a worshiper. So I want to give you three points on worship that we established in Madagascar that would help us in the mission field, how to convert people from what they're worshiping to what they need to be worshiping, who's the true God. Number one, as, as Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman, this is what he said. I, you know what? I'm looking for people who can worship with all their heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and truth, and in the spirit. And this is number one. Number one, in order to worship God in truth and in spirit, number one is this. We need to recognize his worth. When you recognize his worth, you're using your mind. Aren't you? When you recognize his worth, you, you, you use your mind. Number two, you react to his worth. When you react to his worth, you use your body. Isn't it? You react. I remember my daughter was in a, in a uh, quiz team, Bible quiz team, several years ago. And she went to nationals, and it was in Palm Springs, California. And uh, she was trying to answer a question, and I knew she knew the answer. But her hand was not going there to buzz it. 
And I'm standing, I'm sitting in the chair, I'm thinking, I want to go and lift my daughter's hand and push that button on. Sometimes when we don't react to the presence of God, God is looking behind and he's saying, this is the time to raise your hand. This is the time to clap your hand. This is the time to react with your body. You recognize with your mind his worth. You react with all of your power, with your body. And then he says, you resonate with your heart. That's the spirit. You resonate. You know what? Worship is simply this. Worship is my active all of life. Not just Sunday morning, one and a half hours. And not just passive. It's an active all of life responds to the worth of who God is and what he does. Who he is, what he does. Active, all of life. Active, no passive. Active, all of life. Not just Sunday. 24-7, amazement. 24-7, all of life. Active, responds to the worth of God. Of who he is and what he does. That's the worth of God. And that's what we try to incorporate in training pastors in Madagascar. Madagascar is going through some tough times now. And in fact, uh, somebody asked me, what is the religion in Madagascar? And the religion in Madagascar is an animistic religion where they take the dead body out and, and talk to those dead spirits. So we need to go and say, you know what? We have a true God who's coming to you, who's walking by you, and he wants to touch you. And, 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 and you know what? They try to say, no, no, we have our own remedy. You know what? We're not that much different from them anyway. Yes, we worship the true God. Are we actively, all of life, responding to who he is and to what he does? Sometimes I try to bring my own remedy, isn't it? How many of you, if Jesus comes and says, you know what, I want to heal you, but I want to spit in your eyes first and put dirt in it? What would you say? Jesus, you know what, I know the best eye doctor in Kansas City. I, I, I don't need you. I don't need your spit. I don't need your dirt. I remember one of my pastor friends in Colorado was telling the story. He was invited with his elders and deacons and board members to come to supper. Once a month, this lady, older lady, invites. She's as old as I am, probably. And uh, maybe a little older, okay. <laughs> and she invites this pastor. And the pastor said, you know what? The best food I like that you cook is your tuna salad. Now, I, I'm not a tuna person, but this pastor loves tuna salad. And she makes the best tuna salad in Colorado. Maybe in the United States. I don't know how you can make the best tuna salad. But she made a big bowl of tuna salad. And she put it on the table and she made all kinds of pies and all these things. There are 24 people coming to her house to eat that night at 6 o'clock. 5.45, the first guests arrive. They're knocking on the door. And she is all of the apron, everything, cooking, everything. And she finished it. And she put the tuna salad and she's ready to come out to open the door, come in to open the door. And she looks back at the tuna salad. There it was. Her cat was sitting right on top of the tuna salad. And she looks at it. People are knocking at the door. The cat is on top of the tuna salad. Have you had a day like that? 
and you react immediately. <laughs> you respond. You resonate and you say, what am I going to do now? She did what you and I would have done. Come on. <laughs> she took that, put it outside in the back door, and spatulaed her life. We try to spatula our life with cat hair and everything in it and say, God, look at me. I don't need to be exposed. I don't need, you know, I got all right. I am fine. You think God is going to come to speak to a person who thinks he is somebody else that he is not? Come on, come on. Did I make that clear? God is not going to come to speak to my masked personality. That's what I'm trying to say. God is not going to the Samaritan woman and saying, you know what? You look all right. You're fine. I know you have five five husbands, but don't worry about that. You're spatula your life, but I'm going to talk to your spatula life. Is he going to talk to the spatula life? Is it a word? Spatula life. Are you taping it? I'm sorry. <laughs> don't send it to my son. That's his excuse for getting C's. But <coughs> dad's preaching in English. Anyway. <laughs> She spatulated it. We spatula. Samaritan woman tried to spatula her life. But God gets through that spatula and he gets to the tuna salad that's way underneath where the cat did not touch it. You want to, you want to hear the rest of the story about the cat story? I'll, I'll go ahead and finish it. Wow. Super Bowl doesn't start till 5 o'clock, by the way. <laughs> and she spatula everybody came they all ate oh yeah come on you guys do that <laughs> they all ate the pastor said this is the best tuna salad I've ever had in my life thank God for the cats but they all left at 9 o'clock she walks to the back door to bring the cat in. And she opens the back door and she looks at the cat and the cat was dead. Now what happened to the spatula at life? The cat is dead. We would rather die and spatula our life as spatula rather than unspatula our life and live before the eternal God. You know, that involves deep change. You know, you have two choices in our life, in my life, two choices. Either I do the transformational deep change, or I do the incremental change towards where I can spatula, 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 and death is the final. So, she gets on the phone. She didn't want the pastor to die, the elders to die, nobody to die. She calls and said, Pastor, you know what? I am sorry. The cat sat on the tuna salad. We need to go to the hospital. We need to get everybody pumped up. You know, all this thing come out. I wish I could do that every, every day so I can lose some weight. Anyway, but they all came to the hospital. This lady paid the bill, hospital bill. They all got everything out. 
Everything was fine. One o'clock in the morning, they all go home. She goes home. She sleeps. Seven o'clock in the morning, a neighbor knocks on the door. And she goes and opens the door, and the neighbor says, Oh, we'll call her Mrs. June. Mrs. Any Junes here? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Mrs. June, last night I was driving my car, and your cat came, and I just hit your cat, and it died. <laughs> So I left it in the back door. I didn't want to disturb you. You had a lot of people in your house. So I left it at the back door. I'm very sorry. Your cat died because I ran, almost ran. I hit it. Jesus walks to the Samaritan woman. And he's trying to confront with this lady. And he's trying to say, you know what? There is a Savior. There is a fountain where the blood is not yet dry. There is the power in the name of Jesus. Jesus whose name is about every name. I want you to react to his worth. I want you to resonate with your heart. Remember a year ago, there was a plane that landed in Hudson River? Do you guys remember that? Yeah, there was a plane that landed. Okay, good. A couple heads nodding. That's great. Whether they're sleeping or not, I'm not sure. But <laughs> and this, this plane landed, and you know what? Everybody was being rescued, and this one lady says, I've got two bags. I need to bring it with me. And the guy there said, we can't take any bags. Leave your bags. And she says, no, that, those are my two bags, important bags. You know what? You cannot resonate with an undivided heart before the Almighty God for total worth with your two bags in your hand, by the way. You either choose life or eggs. I didn't mean to be that harsh. I'm trying to be harsh to myself, I guess. We can choose our two bags and saved, uh, uh, choose the two bags or be saved. Total, undivided attention to God. I remember my son, you know, my son is a Green Bay Packers fan. Any Chiefs fan here? Whoa. <laughs> you know, my son grew up in Africa with me, with us. I mean, this is his first year in America to go to school. He's 16. And when he was four years old, a team came from Green Bay. Okay, so they brought the Green Bay helmet, Green Bay uniform, Green Bay, all these things for a four-year-old. So the next day, they dressed him up, and he's acting like Green Bay. He's never been to Green Bay in his life. That's how he became a Green Bay fan. So if you want the world to be a Kansas City fan, you need to travel with, Kansas, with the Kansas City fans' paraphernalia. <laughs> If you want the gospel to be preached, we need to go. We need to do it. My son is a living witness to be a Green Bay Packers fan. He has never been to Green Bay. He has no connection to Green Bay. When Green Bay loses, he won't eat supper. Listen. I'm telling him, how is your heart so broken when Green Bay loses, and it has nothing that contributes to the heart. How does the score of Green Bay versus Chicago Bear contribute anything to my son's heart? 
I'm glad you guys beat Denver Broncos. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but how does that contribute to my heart? Yet, I don't eat supper for the next seven days when Kansas City Chiefs loses. How is that connection to the heart? Yet the living God says, Oh man, <laughs> they got Charlie Wise from Notre Dame. They're going to win next year. So, All right, Notre Dame. <laughs> ah, when they say Notre Dame, my heart runs out. My daughter goes there, so I, I've never been to South Bend before my daughter went there. But what I'm trying to say is simply this. God walks by you, exposing you in front of him so he can instill a response that is total, active, always to who he is and to what he does. And he is responding to the real you. My, and put my jacket on and everything and stand behind my puppet. God can see through everything and says, Manny, I want, to, I want to talk to the real you. You know, several years ago, two minutes, I'll finish. Several years ago, when I was living in India, I have five sisters, by the way. <laughs> they still live there. And my mom and dad, when we were young, I was seven years old. My younger sister was five. She was two years younger than me at the time. Of course, still. But, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I'm not a mathematician, but I know that. But... <laughs> And we all go to this world trade fair. I mean, there's no cowboys there. <laughs> By the way, I was, I was pastoring in Wyoming. All my congregation were cowboys. I was the only Indian. Did I? I'm sorry. I, I just try to walk a little bit just to keep myself active. But, <laughs> you know, I, was, I, I went to this... My dad and mom took us. This is once in a year trade fair that they want to take us. They buy us peanuts and they buy us cotton candy, popcorn, and there was all kinds of stuff like skits, dramas, and all those things. So once in a year, we're, we're not a rich family. We didn't have a car. We took a bus. We went this. There were half a million people. And we enjoyed people. I go to Wyoming. There's only ranches. I don't see any people. I, I don't know how people live there. But... <laughs> So I, 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 I go to this, so we look forward to it, my mom and dad took us there, and we were watching skits and, and dramas, and my younger sister at that time, five, she was so ingrained in it, my, my mom and dad said, let's go to the other side, we went around the side, my, my, my younger sister was not with us. We didn't, we didn't think about it until after two hours later that she was not there. Now you folks think we all look alike. <clears throat> can't just go pick a girl and say, you know what, be my sister. You look like my sister. That's the beauty of God. He comes to the real you, not the look-alike. If we all look alike, all we have to do is pick a girl and say, you be my sister. You just look like it. No. As a matter of fact, I saw the heart of God 
in the heart of my father that day. He did not come to us and say, you know what? We have four other daughters. Why worry about the one that's lost? Let's go home. Would he? He was willing to walk through Samaria. Look around the well. Go wherever it takes to establish the fact that he's worthy. He's the king. He's the Lord. He's the savior. None other. Whether it's in China or India or Afghanistan or Pakistan or Madagascar or Missouri, United States of America. He stands at the door knocking in your heart and he says, if any man will hear my voice and let us Heart open. I'll come in and have barbecue with you. Maybe pork. Make an exception. This morning, I challenge you. I enjoyed your worship. Worship, excellent. It was great. Thank you very much. That you lead us to the throne. Is your heart resonating totally? To who he is and what he does. Are you reacting completely as you would when Kansas City gets a touchdown and beat the socks out of the Broncos? You jump up and down. And I say, Lord, maybe the comparison is very, very useless. I'm not trying to compare. You have to do it like you do it to Kansas City games. What I'm trying to say is. Can you move your posture a little bit more than you do? At least think about it. Maybe you stood like this. Maybe you can stand like this. React. You know it. Get your fingers and punch that button. You can answer it. Respond. Resonate with your heart. He says, I know you. Recognize with your mind. We don't leave the mind outside the church when you come to worship, do we? We bring it. This morning, as I close, I am done, basically. God is calling you to respond your true self to his true who he is. It's time is over to take our masks a little bit off or completely out or at least think about it and let, process, let us process with our life standing before the Almighty God and say, God, here I am to worship. Here I am to worship. Your majesty is what I see. Your beauty is what I gaze upon. Your spirit is is where my heart resonates to. Your mind is where my recognition is to. And I want to react. Would you react this morning by standing? I know I'm almost done. Before I give this mic to the pastor, I just want to pray for you this morning. If you feel like you're exposed, you know what? Be happy about it. The living God has walked from heaven to meet you as you are. 
I don't need to know who you are. You don't need to know who I am. He comes to us and he talks to me and he says, Manuel or Manny, I know you. I want to talk to the one that I know. He ain't going to talk to the one that he doesn't know who you think you are. This morning, before we close, can we take a couple minutes responding to him? Recognize, resonate, react to his worth because he's the one walking, he's the one initiating, he's the one facilitating his visit with you. But he wants you to respond. Would you take a few minutes? Change the posture by lifting your hands and talking to him as we sing the song. Lord, here I Hallelujah. am Humbled by the love Hallelujah. that you give Forgiven so that I can fall 